thank you so much, Claire, for joining us on Intuition, Your First Sense. I have always said to everybody who listens, who I'm so grateful for, that when I come across people that I feel like, ooh, they need to know this person, um, I love being the connector. I had a store called Connections for that reason, um, because I'd be like, you know who you need to know? You know who you need to read? <laughs> so thank you so much for agreeing to come on and spend some time with us. And just be wherever the conversation goes. And the intention, I feel like, is to help people understand stress, what it is. Are you stressed out? I mean, I think we know to the context there somewhere. But also some ways to navigate that, um, to recognize it's not always a bad thing. Um, it's just not the best place to live. <laughs> you know? it's, a, it's a nice place to visit. Just You don't want to live there. So thank you. So can you share a little bit about yourself and, and all the amazing things that you've been up to? Thank you, Vicky. It is great to be here with you, enjoying you. <laughs> I like I like the way you put that, though. Um, I think it's a wonderful image that, you know, when we think of stress and stress, it's a great place to visit, but not a place to live. So um, I am a spiritual mentoring coach, as well as an author and speaker. Um, it took me a while to start saying I'm an author. Like it never really dawned on me that it's like, oh, you wrote a few books. You should say you're an author. So, <laughs> so that's, that tells you a little about me. Just, just that process there. Um, I've done several things in my life. Um, the biggest thing I've done to date would be youth ministry. Oh, wonderful! Um, did that for a number of years, and still see that even though I'm not actively in it, I still see it as a part of my work, whether it's indirectly through parents or, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pastored. That, that's not my call. I've done it. Um, I've taught. Um, I taught at the seminary for a while. I directed, when I was directing a program in high school students. And currently just serving through helping people to manage their time so that they can have a good connection with God themselves, the people who matter most to them, mm-hmm. and to be able to do it without stress and without guilt. Because mm-hmm. those are two big things that I think people struggle with when it comes to prioritizing what's most important to them. I would completely agree with everything you just said there, because I feel like a lot of the times when I'm working with people, my goal is to help them connect with themselves. And in that, you're connecting with spirit, you're connecting with God, you're connecting with your loved ones, you're connecting with everything that is energy and everything is energy. Um, But you're also having a really good time because in that connection, it just, it's so vital. It just feels so good. And a lot of the times I feel like I bring the common sense. So do you, do you, see that like do you experience that in when you say time helping people understand their time like it's so difficult for all of us to see inside our own habits our own processes and everything I feel like sometimes when I'm working with someone I this just happened yesterday I'll reflect back to her what she told me and then once I say it she's like I'm doing all that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So do you, do you find that, that um, maybe someone 
needs that ear. Like it, it needs that person that not necessarily a mirror, but that sounding board or that bouncing back. Yeah. I, I think it's all of that. You know, I think it is mirror sometimes. It is sounding board sometimes. I think it depends on where the person is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's helping them to process. And, and that's where the reflecting comes in and the sounding board comes in. And maybe in some ways it's like in a, a song board that, where the song bounces off sometimes. Right. But it's just helping them to hear and see where they are mm-hmm. and see the potential and the possibility mm-hmm. of where they need to be. Yeah. And, 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 and I think recently I've been thinking that one of the things I'm doing, because I think in our coaching, just like in life, there's seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's like if at one stage we get a particular type of person coming and then it's like God just shifts things and we get another type of person coming. And I think the stage I'm in now, it's where I'm helping people to connect with themselves, to reconnect yeah. with themselves. And one of the things I say about time management is that time management, when we have a problem with time management, it's a sign of our confused state. Yes. We don't have clarity. We don't have clarity on who we are. We don't have clarity on why we're here. We don't have clarity on what we're supposed to do. And so we're all over. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not able to guard what I call the margins, what I call the boundaries. We're not able to guard those. So we become more um, into things that don't really serve us and our core purpose and being. Mm-hmm. Which is quite a shift from your question, but anyway. It's, we flow here. We, <laughs> there is no hard and fast <laughs> rule. Um, if there's one thing I do well, it's flow with energy and I trust it. I trust that okay. whatever comes up, whomever's listening, including ourselves, um, <laughs> need to hear it or will benefit uh, from hearing it. And that presence that you're talking about can come through time management. And I, I love the, the, I think the truthfulness of what you say in, in that if you just jump to, and I'm, I'll put words here, but it, so if it doesn't line up, <laughs> redirect me. But if we just jump to solving what that is without feeling it out, without asking it questions, without saying, well, if I'm this busy, what am I avoiding? Mm. You know, am I staying this busy to avoid emotions? Um, am, is it a product of life? Um, I've been calling it COVID gifts. There's, a, there's gifts that came <laughs> through this process. There was bereavement and there's gifts of, I think, directing us to ourselves in some way. Um, and then those who have taken on more, so much more in their yeah. world, um, maybe being able to say, okay, Tilt, they, I, I do need to look at myself and where all my energy has leaked. Um, you know, where has it gone? And then bring it back home, bring it back to self. Um, so, in, and I agree with the seasons too, because... I, I, a lot of the times, at least in intuitive coaching, I trust so much that whomever is showing up knows 
they may not know what we're going to do, but they, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I don't know what we're going to do. Right. <laughs> there's, a, there's a walking by faith element to it. Yeah, yeah. There's just an, an amazing collaboration um, of spirit and of universe yes. and God directed and everything that if you just step back sometimes, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't have to do this all myself, right. you know? So I think there's a gift there. So um, what would you want people to understand, to know, um, could be indications of the fact that they've separated from self or that they've, you know, showing signs of disconnect or... Yeah, um, before, before I answer that, I will answer. I'm not going to forget this time. But um, when you were talking about, you know, trusting and so on, and I, I think there's a revela- revelatory aspect to our coaching when we come from the place we come from. Because yeah. I know for myself, when I'm coaching, I'm praying, I'm listening. So that what I say is not just coming from me. Mm-hmm. So that, um, because there are some things I'll never know about the person. There are things they don't know, they'll never say. But if I can be in tune with God and and just be listening and and praying, then it can benefit them much more than all my skill set. And and we need a skill set, but this takes it to a different level. And, And so as we think of knowing when you're disconnected from yourself, I would say one way is when you stop listening and you stop praying and and i don't know the language everybody uses when we talk about praying mm-hmm. but, but when you stop doing that work and you don't have the time to do it that's a sure sign of a disconnection and then there are the other more tangible things we can talk about like the tiredness mm-hmm. um always tired and, and we know that tiredness can come from health issues but the truth is when you're disconnected, you can't even tell where it's coming from. Right. You, you're not able to tune in and figure it out. But a lot of times the tiredness comes because we're overworked. Mm-hmm. We burn the candle at both ends. And um, when we go to sleep, we're not able to release things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the tiredness, the not sleeping well, the not being able to go to sleep when we go to bed, not having time for family, for friends to do the basic things that would keep us in a well state. Um, when we know we're not functioning at our potential, when we've lost our creative edge. Um, and then this is what a friend of mine, she's like, I don't like how I am now. I'm snippy. <laughs> so yeah. When we start getting snippy with people around us, especially our loved ones, because a lot of times what we do, we put on the good face when we're outside. And then when we're in, all hell breaks loose as it were. Though my grandmother always used to say, she doesn't get that. You should be your best for the people you love the most. Oh, I love As against that. the reverse, yeah. yeah. We we could all use your grandmother. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she was so full of wisdom. Yeah. And then, you know, your relationships are affected, your health is affected. So those are some very concrete ways we know when we are disconnected yeah. from ourselves. And, yeah. yeah. And, and that, yeah. that disconnection... Um, is not only from the humanness, like I, it's the the eternal part of us, the soul yes. aspect. And a lot of the times you can recognize it 
in that I think lackluster feeling towards life. Like something's yes, not there's that's no well put. Mm-hmm. there's there's no I call it the zippity doodah. Like okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Oh, there you go. When things feel flat, because I I think Mm -hmm. flat usually comes right before snippy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like there's a flatness or an apathy or, um, Mm -hmm. and I've often felt it in myself. You know, I can be an overdoer as well as seen it in others that it's a, um, you think you're exhausted, but what's really happening is that there's no, there's no pump being primed. Like there's, yes. there's no energy like running through, there's no source energy mm-hmm. running through. So that I taught a class last night and I, I questioned them. I said, do you know where your soul connection is? Is it sitting on a shelf? Is it <laughs> like on pause? Is there do you have a dialogue going on? You know, what, what's happening here? So that when you said disconnect, I'm like, oh, yes, because it can be so easy, especially nowadays, to look to the distraction oh, yeah. to avoid the disconnect and then just, I think, put ourselves further from um, wholeness and alignment and quite frankly, what I think we're here to do, which is to integrate that soul self with the human self. So I love that your, um, I got a little tingle when you said um, working with youths, but also working with their parents that will help impact and affect the youth. Because that's also been an interest of mine, just in, I think, common sense that, wait a minute, we got to get to that generation <laughs> and help them to not suffer through, you know, to really thrive. And what are they called to do in the world and, and to support? So, oh, I love when I hear that kids are being yeah. taken care I'm, of. I'm just raring to get back more hands on, you know. I think I'm with the young adults as well in terms of my coaching, but to get back to that hands-on with the youth, even though I know I'm doing it indirectly, I'm just a hands-on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> it's just a part of me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that kinesthetic connection, right? Yeah. That, that giving. So as a part of you, let me ask you this. Um, how is it, and, and any language applies, that you connect with that intuitive part of yourself, like that okay. how is it that that shows up in your prayer in your receiving guidance i don't want to lead you you know <laughs> it's so funny i don't have it in front of me but um this evening i i've been doing this thursday evening with the author thing and then i put it on youtube after but my topic this evening is three keys to listening to god <laughs> I, I think um so connecting with the inner self a big part of it is having the space to do so. Agreed. Yeah. Um, we can't rush God. I know people have different words, spirit, universe. I say God. Okay. And, um, I'm comfortable with whatever people say. Um, they know what they mean. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I look at it. Exactly. But space, that's why I talk about margins and boundaries. 
Um, there's a verse in the Bible I really love. It's Psalm 46, and I think it's verse 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. And it's interesting because it talks about all the tumult and, you know, nations are in uproar and all of this. And then you come to this verse that says, be still and know that I am God. And one of the ways in which we rob ourselves of the ability to connect is by not being still. Mm. And still works at different levels. There's the um, obvious one, um, just be quiet. But there's also the quieting the self mm. or inner self. And it calls for um, sometimes just shutting down everything and, and going away. And I think when we're able to do that bigger piece, then even in the midst of chaos, we can do the Mm -hmm. I'll just still myself now in the midst of everything that's going on around me. Yeah. So I um, seek to, and you know, I've, every now and then I fall off and I have, that's why in the book I say I'm a recovering stressaholic. Every now and then I fall off the wagon. <laughs> I have to get back up and get back on. But um, so margins are the times in the day I set aside for prayer, reflection, and reading of the scripture. For me, that's a big one. If I only have time to read one thing, it's going to be the Bible. Okay. Um, so that's it. So in the morning, I wake up and I must just be still for a little. I, I try when I wake up in the morning, <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, to um, have three, um, to say, to try and think of three things for which I'm grateful. And then there's a verse I recite um, about, you know, here I am. It's written of me in the book. I desire to do your will, oh my God. Um, and it, I went blank on how it starts, but but that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you've given me uh, an open air. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here I am. It is written of me in the book. I desire to do your will, oh my God. I, I, I tried to start my day like that. And then I'll, I'll still do the, you know, try to do some stresses and stuff and then look at the, um, the Bible, read, actually read it and do some praying. Um, I, I have a page on Facebook where I put a prayer, so I'll write a prayer then once I'm not rushing and just commit the day to the Lord. And then at the end of the day, it's reflecting on the day and, and just going through what I did, mm -hmm. doing some celebration. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm thankful for, what I'm celebrating, and then setting up the next day. So at the beginning of the day, I review what I've set for the day. And then once a week, my goal is to have Sabbath. And I'm not using Sabbath in the strictly scriptural sense, but just having that time, preferably a day. But if you can't, everybody can. Um, you have a day where you step aside and you just reflect and there's no agenda. Yeah. You're just being, you're just reflecting, journaling, praying, reading, reading Bible, reading something inspirational, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's that, that's what I call the margins. And then, the, the, and for me, that's critical. I know when I'm missing it, I start to slip and I'm not as peaceful. I'm getting more anxious and mm -hmm. the creativity is not happening as much. And I feel that's where I, and this is what I advocate with people, that's where I am, that's where you will get, you will remain connected with who you are at your deepest level, why you're here, because that will bring you right back. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to do it regularly. Mm-hmm. And your assignment, yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I do gratitude before I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That too. Well, you said celebration and everything. I yeah. do the the gratitude because I feel like how you go sleep, how you go to sleep is how you wake up. <laughs> so, you know, starting I, the the process um, and like just having those practices in place. Sometimes it, well, it takes effort, but you know what? This isn't just coast through life. This is be in life, Uh, (laughs) you know? So whenever somebody says, I don't know if I'll remember it, I'm like, sticky note, put a sticky note on your odometer, put a sticky note next to your bed. I don't expect you to remember everything. What I'd love for it to do is become so much a part of you that you can tell when it's not there because once it's a part of you, you you figure it out sooner mm-hmm. because you're like something's off. I can't right. quite put my finger on it, but something's off. And it's that stillness. It's that mm-hmm. moment. Like I hike a lot, and halfway mm-hmm. through the hike, like we just pause. And sometimes it's my partner, and sometimes it's myself, where one of us just locks the brakes up, and we both know what's going on. Hopefully, it's not a bear, but we both <laughs> know what's going on in that one of us felt the stillness and we just pause. There's no words, there's nothing. And the other person just, we just take it in. And then there's a natural knowing of when to start walking again. And he actually brought that in. I I didn't, I'm like, let's go for the hike. <laughs> and then I'm like, what? Mountain lion, bear, what, what we got going on? <laughs> But that stillness can be, I think, challenging for people to give to themselves, mm-hmm. you know, to see it as the gift. I, I tend to suggest, well, then how, how, are you, how are you offering out an energy that you want to be in the world that you feel called to be if you're not spending any time with you? Like, how do you know who that person is? Um, You know, it's just a nosy question, but it's my question, Um, you know, to do a little bit of introspection, but also to have, I call them drop-ins, like to have the Mm -hmm. messages just show up. Um, If you don't slow down, how are you going to hear it? You know, it's not going to ping like a text message. You you, got to, you got to put the, I think there's a little bit of effort in honoring our souls i think our and our connection with god's spirit source like you said i i don't define a name for someone um you know whatever their connection is it's their connection so uh such great advice such a good reminder and and we do need those reminders it's not i don't think anybody's intentionally winding themselves into a sprocket um it just becomes habit and i don't know maybe a loss of direction um it's like being- sometimes people don't know any other way yeah yeah so um in some ways it's deliberate but it's deliberate because that's all they know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they're running yeah i had i worked one of my wonderful ladies yesterday and one of her mo- the most profound statement she said to me was because i was questioning her schedule and saying, I don't see any 
calm time. I don't hear anything. I don't hear stopping. Cause she's like, well, I garden. I'm like, and that's okay. You know, cause that's your connection. But I still don't feel, it still felt like something to do. And I'm like, so where's the pause? Where's your pause button? Like, can we just have the two little lines? Can we hit the pause button? And she said to me that I don't know how to do weekends. I don't understand the concept of do something and then relax. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, that explains the 80 different directions. So let's start small. Can we do an hour? (laughs) Yeah. Does 15 right. minutes, you know, does 15 minutes work for you? Um, the the five minutes of connection, the take three breaths, take three breaths. Um, the kindness factor towards self that if that's what's been shown, and I totally used her little one in this because I said, well, if you're doing this, are we going to be talking to her in 20 years because she doesn't know how to pause. Right. And she was like, what? <laughs> and then she realized, well, she learned that from watching her family. And I said, and right. I'm not doing the blame game here. We are simply shining a light mm-hmm. into, do you want to be like this? You know, so right. it's tough on the body. It's tough on the spirit. Um, yeah. And there was a reason there was a day of rest, right? Yeah, <laughs> there was. Like I say, you know, the God need a day to rest. No, I don't think so, but we do. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so tell me, like, what are you most excited about now? You mentioned your book, but we did not say the title of your book. And I have, um, I'm, I think I'm in like 40 pages in or something. So admittedly, wow. admittedly, not the whole thing yet. But tell us about that because it's got, I, I'll tell you afterwards what I love, but tell us about the book. So or books. Um, one of the things that has happened, you know, sometimes you look back and you're like, oh, this was a trajectory all the time. I just didn't realize it. Because like my very first book was about prayer. But in the first paragraph, when I looked at it the other day, I'm like, oh, I mentioned stress in the first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the common thread. Um. So um, I think I ended up, the book, name of the book, okay, so I still haven't said the title. The title of the book is Help I Want Out, What to Do When You Are Stressed Out from Keeping It All Together. And I would say the title and the content comes from my personal life as well as my work with the clients. In, in the um, acknowledgments, one of the things I say is that this would have been a different book um, without them. You know, they've journeyed with me throughout the years and all these experiences. And I, I um, it really is geared toward that very busy person uh, who feels they have to do everything and be everything. And they get to this stage where they just say, help, I want out. I am going under mm-hmm. in this. And, and so what do you do then? Well, one thing is to reconnect with yourself. Um, well, first of all, is to recognize it. And, and that distinction earlier about, you know, the stress will come. And we did in some ways talk about the signs of stress. And then I talk about the things that cause us to be stressed out. Like when we worry too much, we try too much, we hold too much to ourselves. Because some of us don't know how to share. We don't have confidential spaces. 
which is where, you know, your work comes in, my work comes in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're just doing too much. So there are different reasons. And then, you know, some people are in that sandwich generation. So they're dealing with children, they're dealing with parents. We have all this stuff going on. And so it's important to say that stress is real, but also say you don't have to accept being in a stressed out state. Because that's what some people are doing. They're accepting yeah. this as normal. You know, you, you have you ever heard people say, I'm, I'm stressed out like if it's a badge of honor? All the time. All the yeah. time. And I'm like, and, and you're proud it, of that? It's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. So I talk about that. I talk about time, you know, that we need to be realistic about time and stop fighting time and start embracing time as a friend. And we need to give ourselves permission slip to say yes, to say no. Um, talk about expectations, you know, they're the expectations people have of us and the expectations we have of ourselves. And then sometimes when you're insecure and we're disconnected, we need to keep that theme going, <laughs> when we're disconnected from who we are, why we're here, the season we're in, we end up saying yes to things we shouldn't say yes to. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, because our insecurities are coming into play. We, we become people pleasers instead of pleasing people. Mm -hmm. And all of that, you know, we have to manage our expectations. And I talk about some of the signs to look for in people to know if they're coming from a healthy place or an unhealthy place when they ask you to do things. Mm -hmm. um, and our worth, our, our, our value is so important. And in the fourth chapter, I talk about some of what you asked me about, you know, um, how we live. Well, what it looks like practically, um, how we frame our lives to get out. And I, I just want to read a little something from the second chapter. Oh, you would have, you, you got a part of this. Um, carrying the burden. You know that expectations have become a burden when you feel as if you're on a treadmill. The treadmill is going too fast for you to jump off safely, but you cannot find the stop button. In this state, your activities no longer fulfill you. Instead, they feel like impositions that you carry. While it is true that any activity can have moments when it feels like a burden, when this has become your norm, the expectation that goes with the activity is a burden. You're carrying it. And it goes on to talk about um, Olivia, who's the main character in the book. And then each aspect of Olivia's life caused her to feel stressed out and what she does to kind of um, get out of some of what she was doing. And my thing is, don't just jump out, be responsible. Sometimes you have to give up stuff that may have been feeding your ego or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there are ways of doing it, sort it through. And, and, I, and I give a lot of, um, ex I give exercises as well as some diagrams and things to make it easy for people. And one person who looked at it said she liked the section where I talked about no, mm -hmm. um, the importance of no. And mm -hmm. um, I think one of the things, it's important to understand why we have a problem saying no. So I discussed that. Uh, but also understanding the freedom behind no, because no allows us to say yes. Right. Um, when you're saying no to, so the right no opens the door to the right yes, which leads to freedom. And um, I, I, something I want to just touch on quickly, and that is the tension between self-care and selfishness. I, I think we struggle with that, and serving people do not want to be selfish. 
And I would not advocate being selfish either because we are called to love. The greatest commandment Jesus said is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and by the way, there's no hierarchy in that. There's no, I have to love myself first before I love others. It's all wrapped up together. Mm -hmm. uh, but but self-love means desiring the best. Because love, in another book I talk about, love desires the best. In the Dad's Love Last book. Love is commitment. The commitment to yourself to be your best. The commitment to others to be your best. And a commitment to all to bring forth the best. Mm -hmm. So if, if we think of it that way, then when we turn to look after ourselves, we're really seeking to be the best so that we can love at our highest. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I feel like um, some, especially for nurturing or empathic people, it, it, it tends to kind of roll out of control too. Um, and you, all of a sudden you have this whole, you know, things, whole list of things you're in and connection that you're taking care of and leaving yourself way back there. Um, one of the things that I have actually said in the past is that I teach selfishness, but if you look up the definition of selfishness, mm -hmm. it means to take care of self. It doesn't mean to the exclusion of others. The connotation it has, no, that's the thing. Exactly. It's been given, we don't want self-centered. Like right. We want, we want self-love, um, mm -hmm. because if that is taught that it's, that it's, um, not only okay, it's important. It's it's um, it's even like I can't even think of the biggest word, but necessary isn't the biggest word. But that's what it feels like right now that we do this because, like you said, the love goes out, and I call that the ripple effect. Like if you're taking care of self, you recognize it too, and you also can recognize when someone else is maybe not able to. And you can help with that too. Like a, a girlfriend of mine is having a stressful time and I didn't say, can I help? Can I fix things? I said, you want to go for a walk? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. even though she took me up this incredibly steep hill, um, <laughs> like, I'm like, I was supposed, this is supposed to be helping. But that's the self-care for, for, for both of us. Um, but also I feel like that love that goes out, that ripple effect that happens and just being able to recognize that we're not solo in all of this right. like, and we don't have to. And the no, it's a tough one for people. Um, and yet I think the more that we hear you can do a respectful no um, of self and of others. Yeah. Um, I always say you're in charge of the delivery. You are not in charge of the reception. Right. Like how exactly. You you do your best to be compassionate in your no. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes you'll be able to direct them to the right person. But I think that's where the connectedness comes in. And I bring the connectedness in two ways. One is when we're doing those quiet times, those connections with God, then God's love is able to feed us so we don't run out of love. And I mean it sounds like a funny thing to say run out of love, but sometimes you can get so dry you really have nothing. Yeah. But that's why that vertical connection is important that will feed the horizontal connection. Yeah. And, and then the, the no must come from a place of knowing 
who you are, so your strengths and your weaknesses. So you're not trying to be all things to all people because you cannot. Right. Um, and then when you have that security of knowing your giftedness and knowing why God has you here, it becomes easier to say no because then it's like, no, I need to be faithful to why I am here. So then in order to be faithful, I cannot do this. So I'm not saying no to say no. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying no because I don't care. I'm saying no because I care about what I do um, and I need to be faithful to God's call. But I also know that if I step out of that, I will not be serving you well because I'll be out of my alignment. Mm-hmm. And if I'm out of alignment, this is like the body, you know, when we have to go to the chiropractor, you get back in alignment, feels different. So if I step out of my alignment, I will not serve you in the best way. There is somebody who's gifted to do that. And if nobody is, then maybe you don't need to do that. That's just my bottom line. Yeah, I so agree. There's a surety, I feel like, that comes to self when you know that, you know your connection. There's a solidness that's there that also emanates. And, yeah. you know, it can help others to mm-hmm. see that. Yes. Um, and, and then your delivery. And I, I'm known for saying you can care about someone without carrying them. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so but recognizing you have to know what your like what I call it my no thank you, because I have no thank yous. I very rarely is there a no. You know, it, it's mo- it's usually Oh, no, thank you. That does not align or yeah. I'm not your person um, or I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I'll help you. Maybe I can help you find that person or that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel like when you throw the thank you on there, um, it, <laughs> it also helps open that door to being able to say no, because that statement no is a, is a full sentence. It's not to some people. It's so yeah. hard for them to say it. So right. then you add pressure on the fact that That's I can't right. say no, I'm people pleasing. And now I'm bad at saying no. So like it just layers on the guilt, like you were yeah. talking about earlier. Um, that's not serving of anyone. It's mm-hmm. man-made construct, if you ask me. Um, and not something that we come in with. Uh, so the all of this helping... Um, and giving such brilliant information. Oh, I wanted to say what I loved about it. Well, I love, <laughs> like, I love the content, but you know what is so, I read a lot. Um, okay. So sometimes I, like one more book seems like, like I just can't do it. Um, I can't put more information in my head. I love the combination of Olivia and very structured, intelligent advice and direction. And like Olivia in your book, is is she uh, fictional? Is she real? Yes. Right. That's good, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my. Everybody knows it's Olivia. Yes. Or, <laughs> or has felt their Olivia-ness, you know, inside. So as I was reading through it, I'm like, okay, this feels like, a fictional, not just I have to change the name kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So as I'm reading, and then I got to the part where you said that, and I'm like, this is brilliant. Because you, I feel like as the reader, I get my fiction and my nonfiction. And I, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> like I feel like I I feel like I'm taking that time for myself in like fill me up, and then I also felt like okay, I'm taking a class, you know, <laughs> which doesn't always feel like it's filling you up. Let's be honest, you know. Sometimes these books that we write or read are like, oh, this is too much like telling me what to do. And I don't have one more ounce of that available to myself. So I just wanted that um, for what it's worth, um, you know, reflection of it. And I fully intend to read the other pages. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, is there anything that you would like to, besides all the great stuff you've already given us, that you would like to share or that you feel, I don't know, just a little nugget um, that someone can carry with them to help in those moments of stressed out? There are two things, I think. One is pause, you know, pause and, and, and really ex- figure out why you're distressed out and see if it is that you've become disconnected. See how you've become disconnected. Uh, because the thing about it is you can be busy, but you don't have to be stressed out about yeah. it. Yeah. So so and I'm not advocating busyness as a lifestyle, but we have seasons where we have to be busy. There is there's there are no two ways about it. Right. So when 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 it is that you're stressed out out of business or you worry, stop and see why you're that stressed out. Uh, do you need to adjust your schedule? Do you need to just give it over to God in a real yeah. way, not lip service? Um, do you need to share with someone? Do you need someone to pray with you? Or what is it? Is it that you've left aside the freedom framework for your life that keeps you connected? So I think the first thing is to pause and make a commitment to yourself that whatever it is that's at the heart of it, you're going to deal with it. You're going to root it out and get back. To, to basics, so that would be the first thing. And I think I said two things and I wrapped them together. So the first is pause, figure it out, um, and then, you know, take action about it. And I talk about the um, five steps to staying um, connected with your inner self, and I guess that's where it comes in, is having clarity on your purpose, who you are, your purpose, your assignment, knowing when to say no and when to say yes, or, or making a decision to say no, to say yes, um, knowing when your best time to pause is, and then deciding how you will guard that time. So th- those five things, and I don't, I said them, I don't even know if I <laughs> did the deliberate five, but that's why I created a handout, you know, the formula for con- staying connected to your inner self. And it's kind of interactive so people can fill it in and sign, make a commitment to themselves, sign it so they can keep it and then they can look back at it if they find their drifting. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And we'll link that in the uh, show notes. For, thank you for being generous. The time we take is so well invested. And I think that sometimes gets by people that I don't have the time. Well, you do. Um, like where's your attention to the, whatever's going on and you matter, you deserve the time. I said to a client not too long ago, I wasn't aware that you were a trauma surgeon. And, and she's like, I'm not. And I said, well, to me, that's the only person who shouldn't pause. Like that's the only person in that trauma, you know, if you, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, so critical. Yeah. 
then, 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 but if not, and you don't have to do CPR in this moment, yeah, let's yeah. take that time. And sometimes I'll do it right in a session. I'm like, well, right. here, here we yes, go. Sometimes. Let's do it right here because it can be scary to stop and listen. I think people think it's scary to stop and listen. Yeah. And they don't realize until they do it, wow, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I think people need to understand if they're not accustomed to silence, it's going to be intimidating initially. Yeah. So just stay with it and move past that. And yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah. So don't don't worry if you're uncomfortable, if you're fidgety. That's part of getting used to it. Yeah. Just stay with it and you know, it's like whatever you, whenever you're learning to do anything, it's never comfortable initially. Um, so be prepared to be uncomfortable so that you can be comfortable and fly with freedom. Yeah. And um, the other thing society tries to tell us is that you can't, like you said, people don't know what to do on a weekend. And part of that, people are, are being trained that you can't be comfortable by yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. But there's great joy and wisdom, whether you're single or not. Because even if you're married in a relationship, whatever, you need that time to step away. And and, and once you get accustomed to you, mm-hmm. your inner self, mm-hmm. being with God, mm-hmm. and all of that, is going to be so much worth it. You're always going to want to get back to that space, mm-hmm. no matter what. So just yeah. press. Yeah. It's it's there's a longing I find. Like when mm-hmm. I when I wander away from it, there's a longing. Yeah. And it definitely my husband passed years ago and before he passed, I had that sense like I better know how to do this solo because we were together 27 years. So I'm like I need to, I was always pretty independent, but I'm like, I, but I was such a people pleaser, you know, such yeah. a make sure he's okay kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I better like me. Um, I actually said that to him before he passed. I'm like, we better like each other. These kids are going to move out. You know that, right? Because <laughs> they're yeah. moving out. They're moving out. <laughs> yeah. um, but I said, so individually, we each had to know and like ourselves to be that couple that could move forward. Yeah. But most importantly, in case something happens, which it does in life, um, it brings, it takes some of the pressure off to know, yeah. I do like my own company. I I might not know how to do something, but that's what YouTube is for. You, yeah. know? <laughs> you learn to change faucets and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Thank you, YouTube. Single chick's best friend. Um, but that premise, right, of individuality, of really liking your own company, of having your connection, like I said earlier, you know there's support when you have that divine connection. You feel supported um, in whatever chaos this lovely human experience can bring. Because um, it is lovely, you know. It does bring. It does bring. It, it does, does bring. Yeah, it does bring. It does bring. <laughs> it does bring. That's why you can't eliminate stress, but you can shift your response to it. Exactly. In in a way that actually sometimes when I'm there, I appreciate it more. I'm like, okay, let's go. Um, this feels lit up too. It can feel like energizing rather than mm-hmm. depleting. So thank you ever so much um, for being available and for 
chatting with our, with, well, with me, so other people can listen and get to know <laughs> who you are. Um, I will put all the links into ClaireAnnSmith.com, Claire with an E, um, AnnSmith.com, and then um, to the books and everything. Um, and social media, what are you on social media? Because you mentioned Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, so I'm, my YouTube channel is, when I first started, it was Surrender in Prayer, one word, Surrender in Prayer. So my YouTube channel is actually Surrender in Prayer. Okay. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, um, and that's Claire A. Smith. But if you look for Claire Annie Smith, it will come up. Um, Facebook, I don't do a lot on Facebook in my personal page, but I have from my Surrender in Prayer days, when the focus was specifically on prayer, I, I still have a page where oh. every day I post the prayers and scriptures. Um, I haven't posted today yet, but that that's pretty much... Uh, Twitter sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I have these seasons where I can do, it seems as if I can do spurts and then I have to pull back. Well, the just depending on what's going on. Yeah. And there's energy in social media sometimes that it's, it's, it's smart to take those sabbaticals <laughs> and those breaks. Um, well, thank you so much. I, thank I mean, you. <laughs> thank you for having me on. I enjoyed our conversation and, you know, it's always an honor to be on somebody else's platform and I appreciate it. Thank oh. you. The more in alignment, the merrier. I do have some <laughs> caveats. <laughs> <laughs> If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.